Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners and poisoning cases from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tale that we tell. And it's episode 37. Yes. Yes. And yes. you know what? It's pretty much Halloween. It's it's we're still in Spooky Week. TM. <laughs> spooky Week. Ah, oh, the season is upon us. Sinead <laughs> is very excited by the this. The veil grows ever thinner, Nick. No, it doesn't. You're wearing orange. Yes, absolutely. That was my my impression <laughs> of a pumpkin. Wow. How are you, Nick? <laughs> well, I'm a pumpkin. <laughs> Can't you tell? And, and a lovely pumpkin you are too. There we go. That's it. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. I'm fine. You're fine. I'm good. fine. Any poisonings this week? No. No. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you approve. Well, I mean, it would be difficult if you were poisoning people. Then we'd have to stop this. <laughs> Only if they found me. That's true. But you are a master of disguise. Well, exactly. One day, you're a pumpkin. one day I'm a pumpkin. <laughs> the next day, who knows what I'll be tomorrow. A selection of seasonal squash. <laughs> exactly. I'm eyeing up that courgette. <laughs> no one will ever know. I'm, I'm, I'm upset now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Well, before we go any further, Nick, we need to thank our lovely Patreon subscribers. We probably should. They are delightfully marvellous people. They're very, very sexy. Oh, they're very sexy and slightly insane for being here. But they've been joining us on Spooky Week over on uh, on Patreon, and it's spooky it has been. <laughs> yes. Where did Spooky Week come from? It's just fucking the run-up to Halloween. It's Spooky it's Week. It's just Spooky Week. It's Spooky That's Week. That's how, how does this not... It's like the run-up to Christmas. It's Spooky Week. Windows are covered with skeletons and cobwebs. No, Children run. Yes, they are. I just walked past about five. Did you? Yes. In your imagination. <laughs> I imagine walking through as Halloween. You, as, as, this is as Halloween. You, <laughs> this is Halloween. La, 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 la. I live in that world. As you were walking with your eyes closed through the middle of Canterbury. <laughs> Wandering with my hands out. Children running, screaming from me while well, I try to get them sweets. all the time. <laughs> well, okay. You know what spirit of not Halloween? Let's just thank our Patreon subscribers. Yes, yes, we should. Yes, well, thank you so much to uh, Samantha Roberts. To Jessica Walport. To Nancy Alston. To Veronica Lepp. Uh, to Kirsten. And Marcel Jansen. Well, Nick. Yes? Well, I, I wanted to ask. Yes. I mean, if it's all right. It, it, are you ready <laughs> to drink cocktails and talk about I poison? already have a cocktail, so I'm way ahead of you. Or we, we could drink poison uh, and talk about cocktails. No, I'm sticking with my cocktail. No, it's nice. No, oh. 
no, okay, you're just determined. Not on this even one. in Spooky Week. Not even in Spooky Week are we going to drink poison. Okay, fine. Well, <laughs> it is Spooky Week in spite of what Nick says. God damn it! But we can't, we can't, we can't possibly talk about poison without a cocktail in hand. Oh God, such a thing would be madness. It would be madness. You all have an emergency cocktail. I've got, already. I've got a cocktail on the go. Yeah, absolutely. As it's Spooky Week, it could only be my story, surely. Obviously, obviously. Every week we have a secret ingredient that flavors the cocktail that is inspired by the tale that we tell. And yes. the secret ingredient this week is pumpkin. Now, so I'm going to say, <laughs> is there, I want everyone to count, are there any mention of pumpkin in this story? Or have you just gone, oh, it's spooky week, let's have some pumpkins. Because that is your voice. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. Way. My impressions yes. are I was like, oh my God, it's like a living mirror that speaks. <laughs> Mirrors don't talk. What? <laughs> I'm going to hear myself. A voice my God, my this head. pumpkin has got my voice. <laughs> Magic. When do you turn into a carriage? <laughs> so references to pumpkin in this story. Okay, so because it's mm, Halloween mm, and everyone loves oh, Halloween. Oh, excuses, excuses. Uh, full disclosure, in the story, there wasn't an obvious secret ingredient and yeah, there isn't yeah. a mention of pumpkin. However, mm. I have added a little factoid. I have added some pumpkins. stuff and made it up. <laughs> I've added a pumpkin in there. No, I have an intro, a precursor to the story, which you might find diverting. Might. My, unless, I might oh, not. oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shall we go through the mysterious white powder of last week? I, th- I think we should. And the monk. And the monk. And Sicily. And art. And, mm, and love. Right. And Just whoever's keeping count here. <laughs> Pumpkin is an actual ingredient, at least. It, yeah, I'm not denying that. Well, there we go. It's got it's nothing to do with the story. But it's, it's pumpkin. Deal with it. Move on. Just fine. embrace the Halloween spirit. <laughs> but with pumpkin as our inspiration for the cocktail, what have you come up with? Well, what have I come up with? I have no idea what I've come up with because I've <laughs> never monst- had it before. What monstrosity? What terrifying thing did the internet come up with? We have come up with, well, we haven't come up with it. We Googled it. But I'm really feeling your enthusiasm for this one. Well, I'm, I, I'm not a pumpkin. I like pumpkin in a stew in or a something stew. or something savoury. Yes, exactly. That's, that's lovely. I'm not a... Pumpkin spice with, uh, with latte cinnamon. person or a pumpkin pie. No, none of that. I oh, see, I um, like a pumpkin spice latte. No, no, can't be doing with that. So, yeah, to have it in a beverage is entirely alien to me. In England, we have pumpkin spice lattes. We have nothing else pumpkin-y. And I know in America and, oh, and other places... Oh, there's pumpkin fucking everything. We ah. don't even have pumpkin pie over here. Nope. I don't even know what that would be like. pumpkin Is it just pumpkin with sugar I and don't pastry? Know. You're asking together. the wrong person. Because <laughs> you hate pumpkin, apparently. <laughs> You've dressed as a pumpkin and you hate every second of it. Well, what have we got then, Nick? We have a pumpkin smash. Ooh! Because I'm going to smash all the pumpkins I find. <laughs> so. It reminds me of that joke in um, Bowfinger when someone says, Do you like smashing pumpkins? Are you kidding? I love to do that. <laughs> well, pumpkin smash. Pumpkin sounds smash. Sounds absolutely brilliant. So I think it's time for us to go into the poisonous cabinet kitchen Probably and so. shake up a storm. See you in a minute. I'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. A pumpkin smash. Pumpkin ain't smash. It? Oh, it looks orange. Looks orange. It's pumpkin-y. And, it looks pumpkin-y. Uh, foamy. Pumpkin-y, foamy. Foamy, scummy, almost. I'm not gonna lie. It looks. Oh, it's got a head. It's got a head to it. Scummy is not the word <laughs> one uses. Mine settled because I took so long taking yes, photos you of it. Yes, <laughs> hours taking photographs. David, David, over here. I like the look of this. It's oh, good. it's interesting. Talk us through it. So we have bourbon. Yeah. We have lemon juice. Oh. We have a pumpkin spice syrup, which I think is just the same stuff you have in coffees. Okay. (laughs) uh, Which is interesting. Um, And then a little bit of soda water. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. Just to give it a bit. Now, the recipe itself actually calls for a lot more, but then I thought, where's the where's the fun in that? Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, uh, no, too much that. But a yeah. little bit to give it a little bit of fizz. A little bit of fizz, yeah. It looks um, kind of fizzy and jolly and everything. Oh, well, it looks uh, very, And that's about very... it. So, um, very simple. Okay, well, let's dive in so, and have a taste. Merry Spooky Week. Okay, all right. Merry Spooky Week, guys. I like that. <laughs> nah, nah. You're just you're very confused by the syrup, aren't you? I don't like that. And you don't like oh my oh it's my god. It's not very I don't sweet. find it too sweet. See, I'm not a fan of the pumpkin spice shenanigans. I um, don't like sweet stuff normally, but I do like a pumpkin spice. Uh, so. I'm gonna try it again, just 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 to make sure. I really like that. <laughs> I am surprised about how much I like that. Excellent. Oh, it's definitely sugary and sweet. It's, but it's very not over- I don't think that's overly sweet. Oh, it's got the lemon in there as well, which helps cut cut through. It'd yeah. be interesting because I put a fraction of the soda that was meant to be in there. I think you were completely right um, to do that. That's why so the if master, you put too much, um, I thought it was, that's just going to be just too much. It would just water it down too much. It would, just, it would actually um, be like a cream soda or something, yeah. like an actual soda drink, whereas this is so, a proper cocktail. Yeah, so it's like, mm. meh, meh, meh. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Um, you, you hate it. I, I'm not. I don't hate it. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll drink it. It's not that bad, but it's, it's not one I would have again. It's surprising how much I like that yeah. because pumpkin spice. I mean, Good. what's in pumpkin spice? It's all the cinnamon, it's, yeah, exactly, it's, um, flavors, and a bit yeah. of pumpkin in there. But with the bourbon and the lemon juice, it really works in my well, opinion. Well, it's all very autumnally sort of flavours yeah. and things, aren't oh, they? So it all goes together. I really like that. So, I well, wouldn't good. have like more than one. But yes, guys, I, can, I think it would be yeah. quite sickly if you had more than one. Yeah, but um, if you've got pumpkin spice syrup in the house, and yeah. if you're in America, you probably your house is full of it now. You can't fucking move from pumpkin spice. Bourbon, lemon juice, and a bourbon, little bit juice. of sparkling water on top. Exactly. Delicious. Incredibly simple to make. Um, oh and God, stuff that you're going to have in the cupboard. Oh, imagine if you were sitting out on the porch in Massachusetts or something and watching the leaves turn while the children go trick-or-treating with a glass of this in hand that's just adorable <laughs> yes you, you are cold cold this to this yes you just hate that idea what about sitting on the porch with a drink i can sit on the porch with a drink but no halloweeny stuff yeah. <laughs> i'm to shut up the whole yes. time. <laughs> silence silence on the porch that actually sounds like a horror story <laughs> <laughs> dare i say it the pumpkin smash is a smash in my opinion Right. Did you have to say that? Really? <laughs> I've been waiting so long to say uh, that. I'm sure since you have, you yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I think Pumpkin Smash, firmly in my hand. Yes. You're sort of okay with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm still leaning towards my other cocktail, my pre-cocktail cocktail. Your pre-cocktail cocktail, which is today? <laughs> which is a Puritan. Which is a very interesting cocktail. Which is a very nice cocktail. One of the really vicious, harsh ones that I like. <laughs> <laughs> it's really strong. It's just booze, isn't oh, it's it? It's just booze, yeah. Gin, vermouth and yellow chartreuse. And we should um, do a tasting of that one time because that is... We've not that... done an episode before. No, we know. haven't. And we, we should. It is a chartreuse one, but it's the only chartreuse cocktail that Nick gave me by surprise one time and I didn't die. <laughs> I didn't pass out from it. So I think we need to do another tasting again. But that's for another time because I'm time. firmly in pumpkin you, you, spice you're going territory. Pumpkin spice world. Pumpkin spice world. <laughs> oh, 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 so many puns. Are you ready for a story? Well, I'm hoping it's some sort of like headless horseman pumpkin flaming thing going on. Um, Let's say yes. Good, good. I'm glad that I'm all there for it. You know what? I promised you a pumpkin fact. You did. Yes, yes, yes. What? Well, I'm intrigued. A what is your pumpkin fact? Three-story pumpkin fact. Nice. We love a pumpkin at Halloween. We love these sorts of things. We all know I do. I'm apparently insane for them. But did you know that pumpkins are poisonous? Is it the seeds or something? No. No? No. Is it they're poisonous if you eat five tons of them? No. Pumpkins and other squash, seasonal squash, if you will, can produce a particularly nasty toxin called... <sighs> this is difficult to go say. Go for it. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. So let's just go with this. Uh, cure, cure, bitikins. 
that sounds delightful. There you go. Very bitter and very toxic to humans. It's called Biddikins. It sounds Biddikins. so jolly and lovely. Cure, cure Biddikins. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I don't think it's is pronounced some, that way. Some sort of just... like Ina Blyton sort of... Cure, cure Biddikins, come here. It's like Let the cat jolly. or something. <laughs> come have some lemonade, Cure, cure Biddikins. Exactly. It, is it sounds so jolly. Naturally occurring in pumpkins and other kinds of squash. It's controlled in farming normally, but it develops naturally to keep insects away from the fruit. So it's its own defense mechanism yes. so the bit insects back them go, it's bitter. Yeah. insects do that apparently yes. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's insects. see them around go eh. <laughs> so uh wild pumpkins will probably contain quite a lot of this uh and it can occur because of cross-pollination if it's not monitored see, i'm intrigued by the thought of wild pumpkins <laughs> sort of roaming the forests <laughs> in herds <laughs> Riding headless horses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the stripy ones they move, are the most they, dangerous. Exactly, they move at dusk and <laughs> devour entire villages. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, if you eat a bitter tasting squash, and this is genuine, if you ever taste a squash or a pumpkin, it tastes bitter, spit it out. Spit it out immediately because it's toxic. There, there are several cases of people eating squash and then getting poisoned by them. And it has a curious side effect. There are two women in France and they both suffered, uh, it's called cucubit. Again, very cute poisoning from eating bitter one was eating bitter pumpkin soup the other one uh, a bitter squash it feels like the squash was angry it's like a disney yeah absolutely yes bitter squash and they both as well as having kind of the symptoms of food poisoning they both lost all of their hair well that's dramatic and when i say all of their hair i mean all of their hair (laughs) see why was that needed because it was in the reports i was reading it it went to detail it actually go that's brackets I really mean all, all of the hair. No, they that wrote was, it out. out. I tried to make it clean. And they were like, oh, they're under on hair, their pubes, everything was gone. <laughs> no, all of their hair fell out. One woman, like, massive patch of her hair on her head fell out. And the other woman bald. And it took a very long time for the hair to grow back. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, really weird side effect, as well as feeling bloody awful. Bald as a pumpkin, you might say. <laughs> No one has ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, little pumpkin. Well, I like fact. I like a fact, you see? a poisony fact. I'll give you that. <laughs> you have redeemed some points. Oh, thank you, kind sir. <laughs> On this imaginary point <laughs> chart that I'm keeping, you know the bastardometer above it is just Nick's point system of yes. how Sinead has disappointed him. <laughs> the wall isn't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wall of sadness every time I come in. <laughs> But today we're not here to talk about poison pumpkins and pulverised pubic hair, Nick. Well, where's, no. the, where's the fun in that? <laughs> Who wants to talk about that? Well, would you rather hear a story about ghosts? Well, that's quite fun. Murder. Ooh. And seances. Oh, all three. I don't have to pick one. No, it, it, all three. Uh, then yeah, I'll go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, we are going to tell the tale of the Cock Lane Ghost. Nice. Already we're setting up. Already we're going there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no way Sinead's going to get any sort of innuendo or anything going in. I, I just this. urge you to wait until midway through the story because, oh, the work was done for me, Nick. The work was done for me. This story is fantastic. I was searching for spooky stories and I actually have some in reserve, so there will be many spooky stories later. This is one where I went down a rabbit hole and then found the biggest ream of information on this and can't believe that we have not heard of it Yeah, before. no, it's not one I've come across at all. Indeed. Mm. Come with me now, Nick, to the year 1762. Oh, this is going to be a good one. At a house in Cock Lane in London. Not far from St. Paul's Cathedral. Nice. Where a seance is taking place. Even better. A collection of pretty esteemed men and a handful of onlookers are gathered round a table, lit by a candle. The Reverend Thomas Broughton, a Methodist minister, raises his voice. Are you the wife of Mr. Kent? Did you die naturally? By poison? Did any person other than Mr. Kent administer it? A member of the public cries out, Kent, ask the ghost if you shall be hanged. To which the reply came. I would like to point out, I get moaned after banging the table. <laughs> really and hurt. I can imagine that's, that sounded incredibly painful. I know, I was trying to make it really you loud. You were really going really for hurt. it. <laughs> I didn't practice this at all. I no, should have gotten a no. utensil. Oh, my hands. I'm trying to build a mood, mate, right? <laughs> now, seances are nothing to the com- common folk of London. Why? Why, you might ask, am I bothering you with tales of such hoop? I do ask that. And frivolity. Puh, puh. Nonsense, you may say. What have I told you? That this story... What are you laughing no, at? No, Sinead's gone into full storytelling mode. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, <laughs> it is. Buckle up, kid. Don't you dare look this story up. No, no, no. I, I was going to put on some moody lighting. Oh, okay. Put on moody lighting. Go on, put on moody lighting. <laughs> Wasted time on facts about pumpkins. Oh, well, that's true, yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Is that suitably oh, moody? Oh, it's very spooky. Oh, he's put red lighting. <laughs> well, what have I told you? Yes. This story inspired Charles Dickens. Ooh. And there's also a bona fide case that Samuel Johnson and the Duke of York were involved in. Ooh, that's quite fancy. Is this so, the grand old Duke of York? Uh, he had 10,000 men. Well, indeed. Was he going around Ooh, in the sales with his 10,000 men? Well, they were all carrying pumpkins. Right, well, as one does. <laughs> they were the roaming pumpkins of the wilds. 
Mountains, up and down hills, pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to 1756, Nick. Shall we? Oh, go on then. <laughs> Let us go back to 1756, where William Kent, an innkeeper, lives in Norfolk with his wife Elizabeth. They also run the local post office as well as they're in, and they're very, very happy. A quaint, lovely life they have in Norfolk. Delightful. But tragedy would strike them early on. No. Elizabeth, you see, was quite sickly, and she died sadly during childbirth. No. Nothing a lot suspicious. of sickly people. Look, we deal, deal with we a deal, lot of sickly people. We deal with people. a lot of sickly people. It's the 1700s. They were yeah, really sickly. Really then. sickly. But there's nothing untoward about this. It's very sad. She bears a son, but William is heartbroken. Obviously heartbroken, yes. heartbroken he was. Luckily, Elizabeth's sister, uh, her sister Fanny Lynn, was on hand. And she was only too happy to move in and help take care of the baby and look after the family and the father maybe offer him some... some I feel some comforting going on. Some comforting. Yeah. Some, some, some gentle comforting. Gentle comforting. Mm, ardent yes. comforting. Ardent, ardent. Very ardent. heavy comforting. <laughs> well, some comforting was needed because, no joke, very sadly, the baby boy did die. Oh, that's upsetting. His son died. It did not survive. Nothing suspicious. Again, these things happen. So a lot more comforting was needed. A lot more comforting. A lot that, more yes. comforting was needing. It was just head to bosom for 24 hours a day <laughs> crying tapping him on the back there 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 and comfort, comfort. You, yeah you can probably see where i'm going with this fanny and william are soon in love oh they're in love they decide they want to marry but there's a problem with that yeah. they can't marry why because of canon law a person called canon law yes right. who came in and went none of this yeah, and well, then walked out again why do we keep inviting him round <laughs> Also, the, the the law that a cannon will be fired at you if you try yeah, to Yeah, well, get there married. is that as well. So that, the law I... of the cannon. No, cannon law means William had been married to Fanny's sister. And because they had been married and produced a child, a living child, even though the child is now dead, uh, the church says they can't get married. How strange. I've not heard that before. I've looked it up. I didn't Some go way into it. sort of shenanigans. It's sort of forbidden. Well, in the Christian church, there's all sorts of, you know, for a while there was, you've been married before and you're married to the member of the family. No, 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 you can't possibly marry again. But they're in love, but they can't marry. So mm. it's a bit shit for them, really. But they were determined to stay together. Well, she was determined to stay with him. William is going, well, well let me just see what will happen, <laughs> you know. Let me um, see what my options it, are. Uh, uh, well, he does. He literally does this. He kind of goes, I'm going to quit this one horse town and go to that three horse town over there to see <laughs> Chicken, the horse. No, he moves to London in 1759. At first, he's alone. He sort of started to have a career. The equivalent we would call it these days is a loan shark. Right, that's quite a leap. Yeah, kind of like money lender, but kind of like not, not, not so... In key post yeah. office person, loan shark. Yeah, but he moves to London while Fanny stays with her brother, with her family. He's going to get a job and try and settle down, try and make a fresh start. She's writing to him the whole time. Uh, writing to him, and I quote, filled with repeated entreaties to spend the rest of their lives together. <laughs> family dead against this union. They do not like William. They don't like oh. this going on. They don't like any of this but William eventually says alright Fanny come oh, to oh if you have to go on go on I'm lonely here and she off she goes hurrah now they are going to pass themselves off as a very nice married couple ah. in London they are a couple they've had scandal the relations the relations but they are not technically married definite scandal no one knows them it'll be a doddle they go to London they rent a nice place starts off in his uh, money lending ways by lending his landlord 20 quid <laughs> 
he's right. As this progresses, William is fucking shrewd. He's lending everyone money for some reason, but then that's his job. But mm. all is not well in London. No, Fanny's family are pretty fucking furious about this relationship, and so they inform the landlord, who was an upstanding member of society, that a couple in his household are not wed. Oh, that's just mean. Yeah. Why would you do that? Let them yeah, do it's, what they want. Wait, okay, I'm going to admit it's a bit weird. What's a bit weird? Well, no, if you're a bloke shacking up with your dead daughter's wife, sister. Well, no, from, from a family's point of view, if they were yeah, going, yeah. my two daughters, and he, oh, he married that one, but then she died, and now he's with the other one. Yeah, it is, not, a, it is a bit weird. They couldn't have liked him from the first place, yeah, could they? They probably thought weird, he was yeah. a bit dodge. So, landlord is furious. He's he's furious about this impropriety, Absolutely. and it's it's a wonderful excuse not to pay back the twenty pounds that uh... he owes. So, this isn't good news. William, shrewd businessman, uh, wants to take him to court. However, he's also got to play this very carefully mm. because he can't attract attention because he can really be prosecuted yes, for absolutely. living with a woman who's in sin. And the living in sin. Living in sin. So they've got to find someone new to move very quickly. Luckily, while attending the church one morning, good church-going couple, they meet Richard Parsons, who's the parish clerk, and he hears the tale of woe and he feels bad for them and he has rooms. I have rooms at my house in Cock Lane. Come. <laughs> Sounds appetising, doesn't it? It sounds like a delightful place. And they're like, wonderful, that's great. It's really worth pointing out here that Parsons is a complete pisshead. <laughs> a complete drunk. He's tied to the church. So it may have been, I have a feeling that it may have been one of those drunken promises you make. You know when yes. you meet new Music. friends? I've, yeah, absolutely. I've got, come and stay with me. It's fine. <laughs> stay oh, in my yeah. house. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we'll live together and we will start our own business. And we'll do that and you wake up in the morning and go, who are you? We're going to go travelling. <laughs> We're going to go. We're going to get in the cars and just go. go. Get on our horses. Go. So yeah. Yeah, come and live in my house. Can I borrow 12 guineas? <clears throat> <laughs> this is true. They, they move into his house in uh, the large house in Cock Lane. Uh, it's described as respectable but declining area. Oh. Uh, comprised of a single room of each floor, three f- uh, stories, connected by a winding staircase. I, I enjoy a winding staircase. I like a winding staircase. Yes, I'll go with that. And they really did loan... Uh, Parsons 12 guineas he t- I think William just sees a business opportunity anyway yeah right? he's, he's just waving money at people mm. Parsons himself had a wife and two daughters the younger daughter we hear nothing of uh, the elder daughter also called Elizabeth so scratch the older uh, older Elizabeth who was William Kent's first wife Right. And then we have a younger Elizabeth who is Parsons, not connected to him, daughter. Daughter, right. So in case you just get confused by the Elizabeths. Is, is this thing I say again? Call people different things. Well, they were not connected. Okay, they didn't have kids at the same time or get married. There's only one person they allowed of any name at the, at the same time. So yes, the uh, they have an elder daughter, Elizabeth, who is described as a little artful girl of 11 years of age. Sounds annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I drew this picture. It's lovely. Look at my pictures. (laughs) Put them on the wall. Shut up, you. (laughs) We'll reserve that judgment. So they into this house. They move with another family. All is well, and there's there's good news. Mm, Quietly good news. Fanny is pregnant. Which is good, which is good, because William and Fanny, they want to have a baby. It's lovely. It all seems working out well for the family. Yay, but... They don't marry. This is not going to end well. I know, and maybe the other side doesn't (laughs) seem to like what's happening. That's exactly what it is. Because the house, it seems, comes... Alive and eats them. (laughs) No. It comes with something of the other world about it. Oh, right. William goes away for a family wedding and Fanny is at home because in her pregnant state she needs to rest. And young Elizabeth comes to uh, look after her. She stays in room with her. But while he is gone, 
that's when strange things start to happen in the house. Fanny and Elizabeth, alone in their room at night, swear they can hear scratching noises and rapping sounds echoing about the house. And they report it in the morning. Mrs. Parsons, uh, Richard's wife, says it must be the, the neighbouring cobbler working late into the night. Yes. But these noises persist, even when the cobbler is not working. Moreover, the landlord of the nearby Wheatsheaf pub visited the house one day, maybe to bring Parsons his daily supply of six crates of gin. <laughs> but when he comes in, he claims to hear the same horrible noises. And even worse, as the chills creep down his spine, he suddenly sees a ghostly white figure ascending the stairs. And he runs from the building, terrified. And it's not the daughter. It's not the daughter. Just horrible sounds. Just a ghostly figure. Ghostly figure. Just walks up the stairs, all right, mate? (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining this floating kind of creepiness. If someone just walked up the stairs, I don't think he'd run out of the building. (laughs) That's just just my wife. While she's wearing a white dress, she's a ghost. People are very naive in this time. <laughs> I'm scratching my leg. No, it's a ghost. No, there are. Well, they all have wooden legs. So <laughs> scratching, scratching. It's it a sounds house creepy. Of pirates, it's a house of pirates. <laughs> no, the women report that there are just unsettling noises all the time, scratching and tapping, scratching and tapping through the house, and it upsets Fanny greatly. She's pregnant. She's just really feeling quite upset. The daughter, as well, Elizabeth, is talking. The daughter of Parsons saying all the time that she can feel it as well. Fanny becomes more fearful because as the noises follow her around the house and the figure who is seen floating around the house, she fears that she bears a resemblance to her dead sister. Oh. Whom she replaced. Yes. Oh, the wife is back. It's only what Fanny says. Maybe pregnancy brain. Maybe she's just seeing things. Now, William comes back, and maybe it's because business is booming for a loan shark. Or maybe it's because of the reports of the scary fucking house that they're living in. Um, William decides that they're going to move out. They're going to move to Clerkenwell. Nice, nice area. Well, it's nice now. I think, was it 1700s? Was it nice? I, I don't know, to be honest. Why don't, don't know. you know, Nick? Why don't you have what an encyclopedia knowledge? What was Clerkenwell like in the 1700s? I don't know. But to Clerkenwell, they will go. Mainly because Parsons also has not paid his debt. To Williams. Remember he gave him the 12 guineas? Yeah, he's not paid it. And uh, William is pretty much determined to take him to court. He's fine with this sort of thing. When he lends people money and they don't pay him back, he's going to report them to the police. He's going to take them to court. Well, well, if he's returning to the police and taking them to the court and stuff like that, he's not really a loan shark, really, is he? He's he's actually a bona fide moneylender. Well, yeah. So if he's he's a loan shark, then he's going to be breaking legs and sending the boys around. (laughs) Well, let's just call him that. <laughs> Perhaps that was what it was. Perhaps well, it's like one of, his, one of his henchmen dressed up in a frock going, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to drive the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pay the money back. <laughs> You've done wrong by your tenant. That's what it was. Well, there's not a good vibe in the house. <laughs> let's put it that way. Fanny is heavily pregnant at this time. At this point, they move out of the house. They have another house apparently secured. They move places, but Fanny falls ill. Oh. Very ill. Oh. Suddenly. And her condition worsens and worsens. She's visited by doctors, visited by an apothecary, and they say it's smallpox. Oh, that's less fun. Yeah, that's not good news. No. Fanny uh, immediately sends for a lawyer. She ensures her will is in order, that her husband will inherit everything. It's very forward thinking of her. Oh, quite. But sadly, on the 2nd of February, the next year, Fanny is dead. No. No, Fanny. William is devastated about losing his Fanny. I, I'm not going to dignify that with her. I don't know why you would, Nick. It's very sad. <laughs> so anyway. Moving on. William 
orders a coffin for his wife. Given the nature of their relationship, he asks that the coffin remain nameless. Normally have the name... Yeah, you can't put Mrs. something up. Yeah, exactly. You can still be prosecuted for this stuff. Uh, Registering the burial, he gives Fanny his name, Fanny Kent. It's all very sad, but he has some small relief that he has won his case against Parson. What happened to the baby? She was pregnant and then she yes. died. And so then she there's died. no baby. No. He has some small relief that he has won his case against Parsons. Right. The drunken reverend, the person who took him in and living in Cock Lane. He's won his case. So his money, he moves into his new home and he's just going to start afresh, sadly, without his beloved. He's going to start life as a stockbroker. He's moving up. He's moving no, up absolutely. the ranks. He's doing well with money, clearly. No, indeed. However, Fanny's family obviously get wind of her death. Yeah. Someone told them, probably. Potentially, yeah. The sister, her sister, Anne Lynns, who lives by uh, lives nearby in Park Mall, she attends a funeral. Anne is furious about Fanny leaving all her money to William because they hate William. Now, it's it's a classic kind of family spat. Fanny inherited money from her dead brother. It shouldn't go to William. This is not fair. And, uh, and they're fighting and yelling. They try and take him to court. They try and block all this stuff. There's just a lot of bad feeling around generally. All it does is just stir up resentment on both sides. Mm. But meanwhile, yes. with Fanny's death, not all is well back oh, cool. in Cock Lane. You love saying that. I'm just, I'm just trying to set the mood of the spooky house. Oh, is that what it is? It's not my fault that it's in Cock Lane. But I do like the fact that it's It's funny. (laughs) Not only is Parsons, the owner of the house, humiliated in court and out Mm. a considerable sum of money, but with Fanny's death... Are there now two ghosts in the house? The ghostly goings-on have ramped up somewhat. Uh... Considerably. Mm. New lodgers at the house complain that the scratching noises and the tappings on the wall are almost constant. The air is cold, the lights flicker, the noise continues day and night. And what's more, young Elizabeth, the daughter, seems to be the focal point of all of this supernatural attention. Mm -hmm. She seems to attract the spirits around her. And people notice this more and more. She experiences fits. She sees ghostly apparitions in the house. Anyone could hear the sounds like scratching at the walls. They say it's like a cat scratching all the time. Could it possibly mean a cat scratching? <laughs> <laughs> what could it be? Yeah, feed me, for God's sake. Or just like, there's a lot of rats. A lot of rats in <laughs> there's London. There's a lot of rats there. in the wall. But as the noises and the activity increases, young Elizabeth fearfully reveals that the spirit that in, is in the house goes by the name of Fanny Lynn. Fanny has returned no. to Cock Lane, it seems. Richard Parson reportedly goes to great lengths to get to the bottom of these noises. He has all the wainscoting around Elizabeth's old bed removed. He has renovations done in the house. And he has a Methodist... Question. Yes? Wainscoting. It's a thing. Yes. And what variety of thing would it be? Uh, I was hoping you'd explain that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a term I know, but I don't know what it means. Do you not know? Because no. I, th- I think it's like panelling. Is I, it, that wain- is it? I thought it was, I thought it was something on a house. Yeah, I've, I've heard it like described like, oh, it's like a wainscoting yeah, like on the house. it's like an architectural fe- feature. But yeah. how that relates to a bed. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Well, maybe we'll look it up. I'm go- I am going to Google Maybe it. it's like a wooden valance. A valance. Valance. Is it valance or valance? Valance. Oh, is well, it valid? Oh, I'm sorry. The skirt thing around the edge of the bed. Yeah. No, yeah, panelling. Panelling. There, there you go, mate. There you go, mate. I've no idea. I do not know that was what it was. No. This is fantastic listening, guys. Well, indeed. <laughs> like, oh, panelling round, like, halfway around yeah. the walls. That's wainscoting, apparently. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. 
Oh, we just call that panelling. I've, well, I've, I've, I've learned a new thing. Ripped it out because that's the thing that's creating the knocking. And they rip that out. Seven cats fall out. Going, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was an ordeal. But still, still the scratching and the knocking and the sounds continue. Fanny, Fanny is there. See, why the is child. Fanny haunting this house? Apparently her sister haunted her there. And now Fanny has returned to that house. She didn't die there. Well, should we investigate? Okay, fine, sorry. Should we investigate? Should we oh, investigate? <laughs> Parsons, uh, he goes to great lengths to try and get to the bottom of these noises. He invites a Methodist priest to visit the house. And he concludes that, yes, just as Fanny feared her own sister was haunting the house, there is a spirit in the house and it must be Fanny who has come back to haunt this house as well. Right. For some reason, she's come back. Has Elizabeth, the first wife appeared to her own sister in this house and was Fanny's death truly down to smallpox? Mm. <laughs> so Parsons and the Reverend, whose name is Moore, devise a system to communicate with the spirit in the house. Yeah, I would never put like Methodists in sort of that sort of like spiritual sort of And you would be bracket. wrong not to. You'd I'd be, be wrong, wrong not to. A Methodist very much wanted to prove the supernatural was true. Yes, Anglicans, I knew that, yes. but I, No, they, they were they were not so much about no, it. So no, I it's in proving about ghosts. Apparently mm. the Methodists were really, really strong really on that. Bro, right, they wanted to They I've... wanted to prove evidence of the afterlife and the supernatural. So for Methodists, big, big, big deal. And this kind of thing sparked a lot of controversy at the time. I've learnt a new thing. With the Anglicans, that they were, yes, there's an afterlife, but we don't fucking. But n- none of it here. None of it there. No, but these Methodists, oh, oh they're all, all they about are the ghosts. All over it. Nice. Yes, okay. uh, the Methodist priests Moore and Parsons devise a system of communicating with the ghost. They will hold seances and they will call out to the spirit and they will ask them to knock once for yes and twice for no. If you remember the sequence from the beginning, I remember the knockings. And using this system, the ghost calls herself Fanny, claims that she has been murdered. No. She did not fall ill to smallpox at all, they surmise, but rather her dear, dear husband had slipped a little arsenic into her tea. They're quite different set of symptoms. Arsenic alarm! Arsenic alarm! Really? Are they though? But well, just vomiting and shitting well, and fever and death. Smallpox, generally pox. The pox. In very sort of quickly. the spotty, poxy sort of thing going on. Well, very good point. Very good point. Um, Nobody arsenic, saw the body. Not so much on that. Nobody saw the body. But who diagnosed this as smallpox then? There must have been some sort of doctor. Quite possibly, yes. For the, for the time being, people, as far okay. as I know, she was rushed into her coffin. No name on it. Screwed up very, very quickly. Her uh, sister didn't get to see her. See, his sister did not get to see the body put away. But yes, that's a very good point. You know, there would be evidence of it. But we are still with the seancey bit. Yes, I know what you're thinking. What's going on? Why are you telling me this shitty ghost story that clearly is not true? (laughs) It's Halloween, goddammit, and it's my story. (laughs) Not arguing with that. I wouldn't dare. (laughs) This is not just a made-up folklore story of someone saying, oh my God, there was a haunted house. These are actual accounts of... A supposed haunting at Cock Lane that spread like wildfire. Scores of people that turned into hundreds wanted to come and see this house. Because news of these hauntings there, of the noises of the child who was communing with a spirit, 
were just spreading all over the neighbourhood. Um, the Public Ledger, a publication in London, printed stories about it and people read it and they wanted to be there. Not just the crazy kind of cackling folk on the corner who I totally would be at that time. Yeah. No, quite prestigious people turning up, wanting to see, wanting to hear. You know, spiritualism is really getting... A, it's starting to get going at this it's point. It's really yeah. getting going and people want a piece of it. As the rumours spread and all the tales from Cock Lane started to circulate. Do you know what they call the ghost of Cock Lane? I, I dread to think, really. Scratching Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> no, in well, the I mean, No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's to the point. It's accurate. Scratching Fanny of Cock Lane. Scratching Fanny of Cock Lane. Potentially has different <laughs> connotations these days, I must admit. Well, in America and the UK is very different things. <laughs> well, that's true, actually. Yes, it is. <laughs> in America, it's kind of, oh, that's funny. In the, in the UK, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's terribly rude. <laughs> Goodness me. Now, but see, was this just this, the Mr. Parsons man, just going, I've lost a load of cash, therefore I need some, I need to get some income in, so therefore I'll spread these rumours and everyone will pay a penny to come in and see the haunted house a penny a penny or please however no much. Try to, but a pound a yeah. pound come in and pay a guinea to see the haunted house or the something. more that the story yes the, the more that these these rumors were circulated and they were really hyped up you can imagine you know these are the 1700s it's the equivalent of nowadays say ghost hunters or most haunted and things like that people absolutely queuing up mm. to come in and hear evidence of this and these are in the early stages this this would go on for quite a while as I said, these reports are circulating. It's been published in the public ledger, which people are reading. And that's where William Kent reads about the story. Oh, and apparently back. his ex-wife, uh, in Rave. inverted commas, who was apparently walking around a house that they used to live in, haunting it, saying that he killed her. Interesting. And he's understandably upset by Well, this. one would be concerned by this revelation. It's not a good breakfast to read that. No, over, really. no, no, it's not something you want to read about yourself. He sues the ghost or something. <laughs> Takes the ghost to court for slander or... As much as I'd love it to be, and there is a genuine case of someone taking a ghost to court, <laughs> actually as a witness, not actually suing them, one day, one day we'll find one. No, he is quite sensible, actually. He 100% gets out clearing his name. Uh, he's a smart guy. He is shouting, what's wrong with you? This is mental. Yes, this is insane. Um, and he rocks up at the house with the two doctors who treated Fanny. Like, they can 100% say <laughs> she had smallpox. It was fucking obvious. Come on. Uh, and another priest, another priest, and says, go on, go on then, go on then, prove me wrong. And But they still take part in this ridiculous seance. They sort of come in and as sceptics. The, the two doctors go in, the priest goes in, so does William Kent. Parsons is there, his priest more, who 100% believes this. He's so faithful to him. I mean, it's looking at these two priests sort of facing <laughs> across the table. <laughs> like, yeah. And probably the other priest wants to prove it as well. I think he's another Methodist, so they're like, yeah, no, this would be great. This would be great. Um, and there's also spectators in the room. There's just like friends or people who wandered in off the street, like really wanting to see a same I'm sure they paid a pretty penny to be there. <laughs> he goes in, he admits at the time as well that he is not married. He was not married to, to Fanny. I don't know if he just admits it to his priest or to the others but he does say look she was not my wife well you don't want the ghost bringing that up well you don't want the ghost what spilling, happened in the the beginning. Speak- spilling the secrets so. but then she does at yeah. in front of this crowd they're in young Elizabeth's bedroom where she's apparently the conduit for all of this stuff the child is this sounds bad I don't think it's as bad as it sounds she's publicly undressed and put to bed but I think she's just put to bed in like in a nightgown sort of, of thing yes okay. I don't know why they're like they're, the child is in bed um, and the seance begins and starts off <laughs> with a relative of Mr. Parsons, Mary Fraser, 
running around the room shouting, Fanny, Fanny, why don't you come out? Do come, pray, Fanny. Come on, dear Fanny, come on. I mean, that's always worked for the ghosts that I've <laughs> spoken to, <laughs> I have to say. So I mean, that... the, the more enthusiasm you can show, the more the ghosts appreciate it. Um, it's a woman running around shouting Fanny, and that's just what happens in that room. Everyone's like, okay, nothing happens, by the way. Then all the psychic She'd droids been come at out. Parsons Gin or something. <laughs> she just hammered. She wasn't even part of it. He's like, I don't know her. She's just pissed and running around the room. But then all the sort of psychic ploys come out. And there's, um, I've had to cut this down because across this case, there are so many detailed accounts. This is what's remarkable about it, about what people have seen at each one. And everyone writes it down very, you know. Um, methodically. In methodically, the S, absolutely. So the the person who's leading it, the, the priest, says, um, he warns that the ghost is sensitive to disbelief. Well, ghost. Yeah, that they won't turn up if you don't believe. Don't ah. have any of you non-believers in here. You should accord it due respect. So that's a marvellous thing, say. Then you can just say, if, the, if nothing turns up, then say, well, there was a non-believer in here. Yeah, exactly. And the ghost didn't turn up. Unbeliever, stone them! Yeah. There we are. He tells the group that the uh, the ghost will not come because they're making too much noise. Well, this bloody woman running around <laughs> the place is, yeah. Stop screaming. <laughs> so they, he shuffles them out of the room and says to them that he's going to try and contact the ghost by stamping his feet. So they go out of the room for 10 minutes. This guy's in here stamping his feet. It's just stamping feet sounds. like Practicing his dancing or something. <laughs> he's doing like a great tap routine or something he going up. He building up to show them and he was too shy. And he he's just, like, he's just to practicing. Practice. <laughs> practicing his stamp. All this was about him and his river dance. Um. <laughs> slow, slow, quick, quick, slow. <laughs> Ten minutes later he says, you can come in now, it's all right. I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> but he, get, he gets cold feet again. He's like, oh, the ghost has returned. God damn it, no, I should have done it then. <laughs> he's dancing in the background and no one's listening. They enter the room and then come those questions that we heard at the start. Are you the wife of Mr. Kent? No. Did you die naturally? No. By poison? <gasps> that means yes. Ooh. Did any person other than Mr. Kent administer it? No. no. And then an audience member shouts out, Kent, ask the ghost if you shall be hanged. And the answer was... Ooh. Kent at this point proclaimed, Thou art a lying spirit. Thou art not the ghost of my fanny. She would never have said any such thing. Quite. Well, no, I don't think many ex-girlfriends would say he tried to kill me and I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's shouting, this is bollocks. No. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm sorry, the ghost of my fanny. <laughs> I tried not to laugh. I tried. It was like, it's not funny, but it is. <laughs> So these seances continue to be a source of entertainment and speculation. Again, you know, the writings on this are extensive. Just how much has gone on. Um, a little excerpt that was really long, but I just love the fact that a former maid of Fanny's called Esther Carrots Carlyle. Excellent. Yes. That's a good name. Carrots because of her red hair. And she was just known as Carrots. Carrot. Oh, that's nice. I like to think that she went on to solve crime. Oh, for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> she tried to communicate. She's very much on the side of this is bollocks. Because um, she tried to communicate with the spirit. She was still employed in the house. She tried to communicate with the spirit, tried to go around like there was nothing, nothing happened. Well, she was looking for evidence. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Was, she was there with a magnifying she's, glass. She's smart. She's, she's a smart, smart girl. She's trying to find stuff. She started her own agency later yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Carrots cases. 
Um, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that on the spot. I didn't plan that. Yeah, well done. <laughs> no, it would only appear when the brigade of spiritualists and priests yeah, were there, absolutely. obviously. obviously. Yeah. But still, more and more notable people uh, are calling on the house. The more prestigious people who attend, the more the newspapers cover it. And yeah. the more the newspapers cover it, the more ch- Cock Lane is chopped full of people to the point where the Lord Mayor of London has to get involved. Yeah because it's too busy he has to move the child around Elizabeth because they all want to go and see her Like, if she's got the activity move her to another fucking house where there's a bigger street for god's sake <laughs> Parsons yep charging a fee on the door yeah absolutely charging yeah. a fee and people who came in always got a response when Elizabeth was moved to another address not to Cock Lane Horace Walpole and right. the Duke of York and other no- nobles visited the child I can well imagine yeah all of the nobles set like we want to go down and see all of this yeah, stuff absolutely apparently they were disappointed uh, well, they would be. But the more witnesses there are to the hauntings and seances, the more people become suspicious that this is About bloody time. a hoax. And again, Kent, William Kent is going, I am being defamed. Yeah, exactly. Fuck this yeah. shit. No. And they're really pressing that he is a murderer and he's pursuing it and going, no, this is going to be investigated. Eventually, a committee of noblemen were formed to investigate this haunting. The most prominent member of this committee being Dr. Samuel Johnson. That's pretty... Yeah. Dr. Johnson is there. Dr. Johnson. Now he goes in to the house. There is a written transcript of the report. Of course there will be with him. Yes, there are. <laughs> um, I'm not going to read all of it out. Good. I'm not going to read all of it out. I'd love to. It is laborious at best. I can well imagine, yeah. Dr. Johnson, love him. Uh, what, a, what a genius and what, you know, where would the English language be without him? But for God's sake, for God's sake. <laughs> he really loved the English language. But essentially concludes that he went in tested many things and it's a good thing to read but it's a hoax there are no ghosts in this 100 percent, it's yes. a hoax he's saying elizabeth is lying she is making the whole thing up he's very methodical in his investigations and it's just kind of very clearly that she's <laughs> what they what they discover is that she's got tiny bits of wood in her hand and she's making she's the knocking noise things. she's yeah. scratching things there are other investigations where they try and yeah. test her with her hands up in the air and there's no noises and then it's it's very obviously her who's doing it and yeah. it's all been set up by daddy absolutely and by a chorus of other people so with this report kent spoke to the reverend moore the, who's been working with parsons the whole time but he's been doing it based on belief absolutely he's he completely wants convinced this, he, this is real completely yeah. he really does think that it's the spirit of something mm. because a sin has been committed and more hearing johnson's report he says he'll work with kent to try and uncover the you know to help him to investigate mm. it and to, to uncover it and he he just genuinely says he believed he was doing something right there and further investigations they just carry on elizabeth is the source parsons has faked it all and a case was brought against parsons good he went to trial good him his wife the tradesman who helped him brought by it's actually written by william kent against the defendants for a conspiracy to take away his life by charging him with the murder of francis Lynns by giving her poison whereof she died yep that's fair numerous witnesses attesting the fact that fanny and william were in love yeah. they were happy no foul play at all there were many many people who spoke in parsons defense completely oh, sure believing be. it believing it 100% notable yep. people noble people standing up and saying they could not believe he was guilty attested to seeing ghosts in the house 100% mm. however it's that desperation to believe isn't it though absolutely it's absolutely but it's just it's just belief with no evidence yep. so luckily the court the judge the jury take not very long not at much all time. <laughs> to find Parsons and his accomplice guilty good everyone had to pay William Kent a certain amount of money which he's very happy with yeah Fair enough. Including the uh, the priest. 
He was just, he was so committed well, to the end. Well, yes, but he was, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Parsons himself, sentenced to two years in prison, and he had to stand in the pillory, otherwise known as the stocks, three times. Other pillory times, and stocks, different things. Are they? Yes. Pillory, neck, head and arms. Yeah. Stocks, sitting down, feet. Really? Yes. That I did not know. That I did not know. I knew, I, I saw the picture of pillory, but I had always thought the stocks is probably from movies. No, no, other, other way around that. with sitting down with feet. Oh. Is stocks. Well, there we go. We've learned yes. something. Silly me. All right, so the pillory. <laughs> pillory, not the stocks. Oh, I just thought I completely misconstrued that. So he was bit in the pillory. Yep. Three times. And you get things thrown at you. Well, normally you do. The crowds, when he was in the pillory each time, were very nice to him. Oh, fair Really enough. contrary to what normally happens, they actually had a whip round. Oh, how nice. They raised some money for him. <laughs> yeah, have a pint. Have a pint. Yeah, <laughs> literally, of, they raised him some money. Everyone was really sympathetic. <laughs> Just goes to show the power of the belief in the supernatural and the knowledge of that case. As I said before, this was a very big case in the Methodists versus Anglicans. Who wants to prove the existence mm. of ghosts? Case was written about in numerous times by in essays mm. by Horace Walpole, written about by Sam, Dr. Samuel Johnson in plays, in fiction, and is referenced in Nicholas Nickleby. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, it says uh, claims mm. Nick, Mrs. Nickleby claims that her great grandfather went to school with the Cock Lane ghost. Oh, nice. There we go. Oh, that's good. I like that. And that is the story. Of the Cock Lane Ghost. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And not just because it's on Cock Lane. <laughs> <laughs> it's referenced in a few Dickens stories oh, as well. It's not, it's, I think it's briefly referenced in Tale of Two Cities as well. I've never heard of that one before. It's, I like that. This is crazy. This story, again, yeah. as I said, trying to find spooky poison related story. It had a couple. This is days later. Went down one rabbit hole, clicked on something, and then <laughs> there the it is. exploded <laughs> with the Cock Lane Ghost. With the Goggling goes, isn't it great? It's a good story. Poison, hauntings. Poison, poison, poison limit, limited poison. Allegedly. Alleged, alleged, alleged poison. There was a report many, uh, not many years later, someone else investigating this, because again, people would have many, many theories about the oh, ghost no and whether it was happening or not. Um, someone apparently went to Fanny's tomb or to her grave, basically were able to open her coffin hmm. and said she was remarkably preserved. Oh, which would give an indication of arsenic poisoning. Yeah. There's another account where um, <laughs> there's another account where during all the seances, the, I think it actually was involving Johnson, where they had this elaborate fucking setup of some people at Cock Lane, and there was a knocking going on, and then someone said, "Right, I'm going to send someone to her." coffin which was in a tomb i think so it couldn't have been underground because how else would this have happened i'm gonna send her to her grave so she could knock on the coffin door right and when they got there she didn't knock I'm and then someone no said oh her body's been stolen as a result of it nah. and then they opened the coffin and then found she was in a putrefying state and then the yeah. person who saw her body fainted yeah that, that's more so there's lots of people saying they saw her body and it was either really decomposed or, or completely, yeah, perfectly completely perfect perfect it's a great it's, it's a such good story. A good story. So many things have been written about it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Do we think William Kent did it? No. <laughs> no, no, we don't. No, no, no. <laughs> no, we don't. He did nothing. He is a saint. <laughs> if anything. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I don't think he murdered his lover. His common law wife. Common law wife. He would have married her if he yeah, could if have. If he could have done. Yes, absolutely. But yes, people die. So, people die of smallpox. Well, that they do. Parsons, uh, he, he's, he was onto a good thing, wasn't he? 
Well, he was just, yeah, absolutely. He's the, he's the villain in the piece. He was pissed. He was just, <laughs> just pissed and like, I need more money for more gin. And also probably really pissed off at Kent because he's been taken to court and lost a load of cash. Yeah. Um, so just pissed and looking for revenge mm. or wait to get, get, get his own back. <laughs> um, and then come up with this rather convoluted... <laughs> probably, scheme. yeah, because imagine the, what, the daughter looking after Fanny was there and when the first wife appeared sort of thing i imagine the daughter would have said to her dad sort of thing oh we saw a ghost probably really didn't at all but then Mm. you can imagine sort of the the cogs ticking in parson's head sort of thing from that point going "Ooh, that it's haunted we can do yeah well it's haunted and yeah we can we can do something with this and because yeah the the first account get some money back (laughs) yeah with um with fanny in the house and again the the pub owner of the wheat chief (laughs) how pissed was he coming in there and just seeing someone going up the stairs but apparently said he saw a spirit or something go up the stairs the two of them could hear knocking and scratching so maybe that's fanny pregnancy brain or just paranoid or or a little bit whatever you know you, you hear things and you're you're very frightened about it maybe maybe there was a haunting originally in cock lane maybe the sister was troubling her and then it just turned into a bit of a seance and a stupid thing the the father completely exploiting his daughter completely yeah i don't think she had a good time no no probably not by the sounds of it no being forced to do all these random things paraded around and and made to kind of that would not be enjoyable not not fun but and a very good halloween story i'll give you that Halloweeny goodness. Excellent for Spooky Week. Yeah, see, I told you I would get you a spooky story, and that is a great spooky that story. Is a good spooky but story. It, the good thing is now I've got a load of spares. What do you think, guys? Do you believe in the ghost of Cock Lane? Scratching Fanny. That's her name. I can't dress uh, yeah, it I'm up. Not... I'm sorry. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think there was a ghost there ever? Do you think it was just a cruel ploy by Parsons? Do you think that William Kent is a murderer, or was he just going, what the fuck is going on <laughs> probably that yeah <laughs> pretty much okay. pretty much you're a shrewd man tell us what you think come and have a chat with us on the social media comment on the post share more spooky stories of your own obviously we're at halloween and the spooky weekend i love this shit even if nick is just going no no to all of that i want to hear your spooky stories share some instagram stories this weekend that would be lovely well indeed and as it is halloween this weekend i well, yes I recommend go try a pumpkin smash yay it's something that you're you're going to have the ingredients in the house. It doesn't require lots of weird and wonderful things. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Bourbon, lemon, pumpkin, spice. Give it a go. It's surprisingly lovely. Give it a go. Absolutely. The kids will love it. Knock up a batch and enjoy <laughs> it with some spooky films. Oh, yes. Please, you know what? Make me happy. Send pictures of all your Halloween celebrations because I'm in England and you're, you're going away this weekend. Other people are going away. I'm literally alone doing my own fire ritual for Samhain. You don't have a husband. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but he's going on the fire. <laughs> <laughs> he's like you, though. He's like, he's like the rest of you when you kind of go, oh, it's you and your witchy shit, please, for God's sake. No, he's been very sweet and he's like, oh, you're doing a little ritual fire. He's like, yes, I am. Shut up. <laughs> I'm going pumpkin picking on my own. You go, go for pumpkin it. Pumpkin of unimaginable size and destruction. <laughs> go by the wild pumpkin. <laughs> yes, you go and hunt one. <laughs> Go and lassoo yourself a pumpkin. Michelle, if you haven't already, guys, come and find us on Patreon. We had a fantastic couple of stories this month. We were joined by Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories, our dear, dear, dear friend, and I'm sure a lot of you follow her as well. Uh, she joined us for a Patreon episode earlier this week, and it was most amusing. It was very, very, it was good. very, it was very, very good. good. It was very good. She was so hungover the next day as well. Yeah, I know. I'm quite impressed by that. She doesn't really drink that much, no. and then we give her cocktails. And then she, and she drinks she does. Our cocktails, and it's quite funny. <laughs> we had a great time though, so it's it's. 
it's good fun. And earlier this month, we also had a fantastic original spooky story from M Dragon Tales on Patreon, which has been released on her channels this week. So go and check her out. Go and follow her on social media. That is my sister. She's an amazing, amazing storyteller. Uh, go get some merch if you need some. It's going to be fantastic good. for Christmas presents and all that sort of thing. Yes, Everyone, get snuggly, snuggly, get, snuggly, get lovely things. So. Give you all your loved ones poisonous cabinets, goodies, and turn them onto the cult. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the poisonous cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye.